Here we go. Welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee. I'm your interim host, <laughs> Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod, and we got a full house this morning on this lovely Friday. Um, T. Willie is uh, steering the starship for me. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> um, we've got uh, Coach James Dickinson with us. Good morning. Scott Sapecki is in the holding pen outside <laughs> uh, since we have a full house. Uh, and uh, our uh, old host, <laughs> uh, Bill Glidden, is with don't, us. Don't say it like that. You're going to make it sound like I'm really old. <laughs> our, our former host. Our former host. Well, that's better. That's better. He's back, he's back from visiting George Washington. Ha- ha- <laughs> yeah, <really>. Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Go ahead. No, you're fine. And my my mother, my my confidant, uh, Sheila Hickman, is with us as well. And then we're going to start with our guest, right on. Bill, you have a guest with you this morning? I, I do. Joshua Krager is with me this morning. And uh, we want to push the kickoff day for the uh, Murray County Fair. And, by the way, that's a, it's the 75th year we've been doing the fair. And I remember all of them, by the way. Yes, I remember sure. some of them. Well, I, I, remember, <coughs> I remember every one of them. I was just 10 years old when they started. It. <laughs> you say 1877. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That, the reconstruction. That, that'll give you some kind of an idea of how old I am. But Josh is a rodeo cowboy, champion rodeo cowboy. I got him to talk about it last week, but he doesn't like to talk about it, so I'm not going to push him again <laughs> this year. Thanks, thanks. But he is promoting for the first time for the uh, fair, the kickoff night Thursday, the 31st, is going to be a Bulls, Bronx, and Barrels. It's I don't want to call it a mini rodeo because it's not a mini rodeo. This is really an exciting part of just about any rodeo you go to see, but uh, bucking horses, bucking bulls, and the ladies and the barrels. Boy, that to me, that's rodeo personified. I, I can't think of anything more exciting. But Josh has undertaken this, and I, and I pat him on the back for doing this. Uh, this is really, really a heavy undertaking, and and we're so happy to have him in with us again. He came in last Friday, but he's coming back today, and he's going to come back next Friday as well. But we want to push. You're going to have your steer there for one thing. Yeah, so gates open at four, right, John? Gates open. The gates at open four. at four, and the entertainment will start at six, and the rodeo will start at about seven, uh, roughly. But sometimes we are at the mercy of the animals, so it'll be around seven o'clock. And uh, uh, Kyler Frey from America's Got Talent is going to be performing at. Uh, before the rodeo, along with, and I forgot the young man's name. Brandon Bartley. Yes. He's, he's a local. He's a local kid and very good entertainer, excellent entertainer, but he's going to be there entertaining. But the thing we want to push the most is the family aspect of this, and the, the family aspect of it can really be exemplified with the the free pictures and the steer. Free pictures with the bull. And and I, boy, I just I just love that. Uh, how have how have you made the bull calm? He um, actually come from uh, a guy that I call my brother. He's not really my brother, but he's a rodeo clown and uh, <laughs> does some uh, clown acts with him. And he's just been all over the world and just he's just calm. a baby, just a baby. Yeah, yeah. and that's the best 
that's the best kind of farm animal to have that you well, raise up like well, that. Well, yeah, they're just like any other animal. You can train them if you catch them young. Yes. yes. And, uh, and, and treat them right. Uh-huh. you got to treat them right. Absolutely. And, uh, and he'll lay down. He'll bow. He's, he's pretty tricky. He's pretty tricky. Wow. He'll ride. He's uh, he's get, cool. He's you can cool. Get coached to do that, boy. He does. He's a lot more obedient than me. Then if he'll lay down and he'll bow and all that. Stuff. That's right. Coach, coach is too old to teach to learn those new tricks. That's right. That's true. I, I don't do that. But anyway, we want to stress the fact that um, if you pay to get into the fair, <coughs> that's all you have to pay for. The, all this rodeo activity is free. The rest of it's just there for you. And um, uh, am I correct? You're correct. You yeah. are correct. And but, and the, the picture part of it, I don't know how you're going to pull the pictures off. Well, from five to six, we're going to do pictures. It's going to be hard to tell them no, but um, at six, but we'll we'll work them out. Uh, yeah. But well, five to six, we're going to do free pictures, but uh, really really cool. We've got the dogs and the monkeys coming this year, and that's going to be fun. <laughs> Um, yeah. So these uh, Cajun Capuchin monkeys ride the dogs and uh, herd some sheep. <laughs> so uh, they're usually a pretty cool kid favorite. They they uh, they're pretty special. Okay, now are the sheep dogs going to be available for kids to to look at? It's not like a petting zoo, but well, no, will they be able to see them ahead of time. I don't know. Um, okay. We're just going to have to let Tim decide on that. Yeah, he, because. He will. Uh, Cause, uh, those dogs are kind of temperamental. If you don't keep them in the mood, and uh, if you get them distracted, they're distracted. Right. And uh, uh, they have to be in the zone. They really. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. uh, they have to be in the zone. And I, I like that a lot. It's a phenomenal act. It's it's probably one of my favorites that I've ever seen. So. Well, it, it is my favorite because, and I love the trainer. Whoever trains the, the, these dogs is is wonderful. He's great. He's a genius, actually. Well, yeah. Tim Leopard's the trainer, and I've known him since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, and I used to help him with his clown acts. I used to walk the monkeys and dogs, feed them grapes, Pop-Tarts, suckers. <laughs> um, they're pretty neat animals. Um, just, It's entertaining to watch him get them dressed, um, and, and he'll put you know little cowboy hats on them, some chaps, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's some oh, shirts, but yeah, it's a it's that's, a wild that's deal. Not, that's not the way they herd sheep, though. They're gonna, they'll be undressed for sheep, though, right? No, no, no. They'll oh, they'll have their <laughs> cowboy hats on. They'll have their chaps on. They oh, will be ready to go. My goodness. Does he have those uh, costumes custom made, or does he make them? He has them custom made. Oh, okay, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's that pretty is cool. cool. So where, where is he where? from? He's from Pontotoc, Mississippi. Okay. Okay, yep. so it's August the 31st. It's August the 31st. The gates, uh, they open at 4. 4, uh-huh. And the entertainment will start at 6. The picture taking is going to start at 5. So once you get there, and I would advise everybody who's planning on doing that to go early. Because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be crowded. There's going to be a line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there'll be a line. And like Josh says, it's really going to be hard to turn the kids away when it's time to stop it. When it's time to shut them off, but you got to do what you got to do. Yes, yeah, show must go on. And uh, Bill, is that when you go into the fairgrounds there and pay to get in, and you get to buy a armband? That don't include riding the bulls, does it? No, <laughs> no. But there is entry fees to do no. that. Well, if you could bring your certificate proving that you're a little bit short on common sense, they'll let you ride the bulls. <laughs> We're going to put Coach on one this year. Yeah, yeah. Coach, yeah. 
Coach needs to be on one. Yeah, pick me a good one. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the right frame of mind to ride no, one right We're going to wrap you in bubble wrap. Co- <laughs> Co- Coach has never been on a bull, and we have a perfect bull for you. It's never been written, so you'll be. <laughs> you'll be perfect. It'll yeah, be perfect. It'll be, fi- it'll be fine for you, coach. Right. It'll be well, fine for it you. It won't last long. <laughs> no. A few seconds. No, and and even if you're successful, it's only eight seconds. So don't sweat it. That line for you to break everybody. Yeah. EMTs will be standing by. Yeah. yeah. No, but anyway, one more, one more thing before we uh, end our session here, because I know we got lots of folks in here this morning. But the registration for the contestants starts on... Starts on Monday. Starts on Monday. And uh, we're really anticipating... A great turnout. A great, great great turnout. Because, like I've said in the past, these guys get to compete. They get to be the star performers. They don't have to share the limelight. And I'm not putting down the steer wrestlers, and I'm not putting down the team ropers, and I'm not putting down the tie-down girls... I'm just saying that these guys get to be the bronc riders, the bull riders, and the barrel racers get to be center stage, and I think that's important. I've I've said before, and I've always been an advocate for this B B and B thing. Uh, it's so much quicker. It's so much more entertaining. It's it's really great for the audience. There's no downtime for the audience. Chicks dig bull riders. Oh, man. <laughs> see, see, that's where it's at. That's they, the reason I'm riding one. There you go, see? And I, and I know I'm going to get in trouble because I know my wife is listening to this, but when I go to the rodeo, I like to watch these young girls, the buckle bunnies, we call them. <laughs> I mean, they're there in short shorts and they're in fancy cowboy hats and cowboy boots, and they're just, they're, they're flaunting it. And they've probably never ridden a horse or and, been around. And we love them. We love them. Come on, come on. But, uh. but the riders, the riders love them. But I tell you what, now when it's time for them to call in that shoot, it's and business. get tied down, it's over with. It's a business. That's it. Hey, uh, how long would the radio last that night? Kicks off at seven. Is that correct? Yeah, we're looking at uh, about a two, two and a half hour show. Okay. So, uh, it really, it really depends, it Coach, on how many participants you got. Sure. And uh, uh, Tony Keaton's bringing the horses. Right, right. He's bringing the horses, the bucking horses, when they put those in the chutes. If you get there and you're watching from the stands and you see all six chutes being used, then you got lots of riders, you got lots of horses. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the bucking you, horses. <clears throat> you have to educate me a little bit on them. Are, are they normal horses during the week, and then they they know that they know they're gonna turn <laughs> they're gonna it on switch. on the first, well rodeo night. Let me tell you this: you are not going trail riding on them. Okay. Well, You're actually, not. I have one that was a bucking horse. Okay. Um, his dad was uh, in the Hall of Fame for bucking horses. He's a famous night jacket horse. And um, three years ago, they was eighty three points on him at Leaking, Missouri, um, in the bareback riding. And I've got him at my house. He will be at the rodeo. I ride him. Um, I gather cows on him. He is. Coolest horse I've wow, got. That's neat. Love him to death. And uh, but now that's that's after they're done bucking. Right, he was done bucking. I mean, he's ten years old, and uh, but they have the life really because they get turned out and fed and only have to work eight seconds at a time. Wow, it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> that's kind of like a football team. Are they Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, horses? and then Friday you got to buck it out, buck yeah. them all Friday you got, night. You got some that are quarter horses and some <laughs> that are draft horses. Like this one's part draft. The one okay. I've got. But, uh-huh. um, 
Like yeah. I said, his dad was in the Hall of Fame That's of bucking cool. horses. But they're, they're, they're normally pretty calm until you put that bucking strap on him. Okay. Uh, when you tie that thing down. That's what, I don't know who your pickup riders are going to be for this thing, but I imagine you got, you Tony, the Tony, Tony bringing them? No, I've got them. Oh, you got them? Yeah. They're, they're the best. To me, they're the best athletes out there. Okay. The, the pickup riders, because they're responsible for going out there, one, snatching the rider off the horse when he's done with his eight seconds or whatever, and the other one pulls that strap and releases the bucking strap so the, that horse can go back to the stall. Okay. I didn't know that part. Yeah. And, it and, just uh, gives them something to kick at. <laughs> um, they put that flank strap around their waist, and it just gives them something to kick at. Yeah. Um, but they're born to buck. I mean, that's why, you know, we breed them a certain way for you know their mom and dad were bucking horses and they're bred that way but they're they're very well taken care of and they're just they, they're beautiful animals beautiful yeah they're very well, they're, yeah. they're beautiful they really they really are so one more time josh the 31st kicking off the american fair first time yep. it's a thursday night it's the 31st gates open at four the uh, <clears throat> entertainment starts at six, and the rodeo will start roughly at seven. It you will get, start at seven. It will sharp. start at seven. Yes. And and by the way, rain or shine, yeah. if it's wet, we're going to play in the mud. Mud, mud. We're going to play in the mud. Well, awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break, and then we're coming back with Suzanne uh, Ganser about the fall festival downtown. So. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, health care, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. (laughs) 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 Woo, mercy. (laughs) We're back. And we're calm, right? Okay. So, Suzanne Ganser's here, one of my friends. She's coming to talk about the Columbia uh, Main Street Fall Festival. Uh, along with the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off. So, a combo this year. It is. So, you want to tell me a little bit about it or tell everyone a little bit about it? Sure. Um, So, I am the chairperson for the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off this year, and I'm also on the Main Street Board. So, we decided that it might be a wonderful idea. Main Street has been contemplating for several years about having a family-friendly fall event. And so this is it this year. Um, so we've got the Fall Fest. It's September 30th. It's a Saturday. It will be from 3 to 7 o'clock. The Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off will be part of that. And the cook-off will be from 3 till 5. We've got a kid zone. Well, I should say it's a fun zone because we have kid and adult fun. Um, we have inflatables. We have axe throwing for the adults. <laughs> Plastic axe throwing for the children. We have a balloon man, face painting, 
a character artist, bubbles. So um, that's just one portion of it. The um, main street portion, the stage is going, the, the portion of the square on West 7th in front of the courthouse is going to be shut down. Okay. There's going to be uh, 40-ish vendors, market vendors of, you know, candles, jewelry, some baked goods, whatever. Kind of an arts and crafts. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And then we've got music. Stage will be where it normally is for the Christmas uh, parade parade. and tree lighting. Yes. Exactly. And then the Kiwanis cook-off will be on um, between Taps Off Main and Lily Jane's. Okay. So um, we've got, we're looking for 16 to 20 teams, and we can take more if if we get them. And we're well on our way to getting those teams. If you're interested in tickets, you can go to the Kiwanis Facebook page, and there's an event tab there. You can buy, click on the event tab, and you can buy tickets, or you can register your chili team, and it doesn't have to be a team. You can be just one person that and makes compete chili. in in the cookoff. Well, but you can have as many as four. So the chili cookoff has always been a favorite uh, since Kiwanis, and er- it's, it's been it's a big a thing. Favorite. And it's a and big. It's, and I can tell you how much fun we have doing that. Yes, and so what will the money from the Kiwanis chili cookoff go to? Well, the Kiwanis, we, we're lucky in Columbia. We have some great civic organizations. We've got the Rotary, and we have have Kiwanis. Kiwanis is more geared to children. We're particularly involved with literacy in Murray County. So we do a lot of Head Start reading. We provide books to children. We help the library, Boys and Girls Club, Boy Scouts. Um, Joseph Brown Middle School is our kind of our pet school that we tend to take care of. Mm -hmm. So we're all about the kids in Murray County. So that's where the money ends up with the kids. Okay. So ultimately it will come through your children back to your home. Right. Now, one other thing, the um, whole event is free. It's, it's, um, a family-friendly event for the community. Okay. But the chili cook-off is a ticketed event. So you pay $10 a person, Ten uh, kids under 10 are free, and you get to taste to your heart's delight. We have awards. We have a first, second, and third place uh, money. Uh, that's oh, award. Yeah, okay. Many awards for first, second, and third. And then we have People's Choice Award. We have the Best Most Creative Chili Name Award. And then we have a showmanship award. So who's got the coolest booth? My dear friend, Thomas Sneed. Yes. <laughs> try, every year he has a theme and we love Thomas and his themes. And um, I hope to see a new a theme for him. Uh, I'm sure and he'll his come chili up with this something. Year, so. Yes. And, As a Kiwanian, I want to thank Suzanne because she has been so helpful with this. And then also when we had our shooting Sporting place, yes. 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 She is a real organizer, and we appreciate her talent. Well, thank you, Miss Sheila. T. Willie told me to ask you a question. Y'all going to have beer down there that day? No. No beer? Okay. Sorry, <laughs> T. Willie. Well, Coach Hicks, I want to know if there will be Porter Johns around. Yes. <laughs> And as far as that beer goes, you can go to any of our establishments downtown because they will be open that day. Yes. So um, food, beverage, knock yourself out as long as you're indoors. <laughs> so, and, and it looks like y'all are going to have live music, a Journey tribute band. Um, yes, ma'am. We've, we've got... Um, there are several bands, and Kelly Johnson will be here later today at 11 to talk more about the bands. Okay, and so the music. listen later for about right. the music On 103.7. On 103.7, yes. our sister station. 
Jim Ross is sending directions from home. <laughs> oh, no. what, what does Jim Ross want? Move towards the microphone, Mother. Oh, well, thank no. you. <laughs> no, there was a mix-up. The, the microphones got switched. Oh, okay. So that's our, that normally six. And oh, no. Oh, we're good I'm now. in five now. Yeah, it's in um, I got it fixed. What? Well, awesome. Thanks, Jim. So it's September 30th, 3 to 7. Tickets on sale on the Columbia Kiwanis website for the Chili Facebook Cook. Facebook page. Facebook page. Right. So you can get your Chili Cook-Off tickets prior to coming in. But you can buy at the door. You can right? buy them there. You'll get a wristband. And like I said, you can taste to your heart's content. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to having you come back to talk more about that here in the next few weeks. We still got some time. So Absolutely. It's, it's and on. please enter your teams. We've got some. Oh, the one thing I forgot to mention real quick before I, before I exit is we have a dunk tank. And we've, <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott Sapicki is going. No. Okay. Well, now, wait a minute. We might just, we might well, just we have him. We have discussed that with him before. <laughs> because I will tell you this. Um, anybody who gets dunked gets to pick the charity of their choice. And it will be, you will pay to to dunk somebody. Oh, yeah. And then the money raised by the dunking of that person goes to the charity of their choice. Oh. And guess who we've got so far? Uh, who do we have so far? We have Mayor, Mayor Chaz Mulder. Oh. <laughs> and we have Miss Kara from Murray Alliance. Oh. <laughs> so. Murray, uh, Leadership Murray alumni, it is our time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a fun event as well. But please, everybody, bring your family. It's going to be a great day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Suzanne, for coming and talking with us about this. And we will hope to have you back soon about this. Will do. Thank you. Awesome. All right. My friend. No, you ready? You ready to? <laughs> I don't know. Should we? Does it matter? You got 10 minutes? Okay. Butch. Yes. Patton is with us, and he is with the Columbia Gridiron Association, and um, he's got several things to talk about, but he's going to hit one point, and then he's going to come back with T. Willie today on 103. I think so. Oh, yeah. yes. He's invited. So, yeah, going to pull double duty today. Thanks for having me on. Um, football season, you know, we got kicked off last season, or, or excuse me, last Friday, our first Farmers Kickoff Classic uh, Started off the football season on a great note. Uh, we, we kick off for real tonight out at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Uh, the Lions are going to be hosting uh, the Marshall County Tigers. Uh, so want everybody to come out to the home opener. Uh, have a good time tonight. We're hopeful for uh, a large crowd. Uh, have a pregame tailgate that starts at 4.30. So no excuses. Uh, people should be there to enjoy some food and activities prior to the game and then wander in hopefully for a, a good football game. Um, the, the one big point I wanted to talk about today, kind of shifting gears from football season, um, wanted to mention today there's, there's a, a young man who attends Hampshire Unit School. He's an eighth grader, Trace Hoffman, who earlier in the summer was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And so he has begun his treatments, uh, and those are, uh, are the first of, of several treatments and uh, things he'll be undergoing over the next several weeks and months. But... Um, just just a phenomenal young man, student athlete uh, there at Hampshire Unit School, um, who, uh, you know, uh, just a, a, a bump in the road for him right now. But uh, the community is, is kind of rallying together, and they're hosting 
a wiffle ball and sponge ball tournament. Oh. Uh, yes. I, I, I know now, SpongeBob, but I do not know SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't know. I know wiffle ball because Daddy would let the kids, when he coached P.E., play it in the gym and that was so much fun yes yes as as a as a former wiffle ball yes. player yes, yes. I, I can appreciate I that i like but wiffle ball yes but uh, on saturday august 26th over at the american little league park just off lion parkway uh-huh they're going to be hosting a wiffle ball and sponge ball tournament and and actually the brackets are completely full oh f- so okay so they've had the Number of teams sign up for wiffle ball, the number of teams sign up for sponge ball. But, uh, again, if, if you're out and about that day, please come by and uh, watch probably some people with no business playing sponge ball or wiffle ball. <laughs> Play. Uh, but, but, yeah. But, for a good cause. Yes, absolutely. For a wonderful cause. Um, you know, again, uh, Trace's mom, Ellen, is, is a staple of the Hampshire community and, and all things Hampshire Unit School. So it's an opportunity for us to – to raise some money uh, to, to help those, uh, to help them right now. And, uh, again, encourage people to come out. Ooh la la. Shaved Ice will be there that day. And uh, they also will have some silent auction items available that day. So if you're out and about on Saturday, August 26th. Go by there. Stop by the American Little League Park. And uh, we look awesome. forward to seeing you. Awesome. All right. Now we're transitioning to the history moment. I know some people listen for this moment. Mother has done some research. I love doing research. So, go ahead. (laughs) Since we are on the uh, eve, not quite the eve, but we are about to have a special legislative session, the governor has called, and we are about to see what's going to happen in Nashville. And I thought, well, how many sessions have we had? We, We have had some 60 special call sessions over the years. Only two sessions have been called by the General Assembly. The governors, I think beginning with John Sevier, the governors, 34 Democrats called for one, 13 Republicans called for one, two Whigs called for one, I love the Whig Party, and the seven Democratic seven Democratic Republican governors called for one. And up until 1965, only the governor could call for a special session. And we remember in 2015, Governor Haslam had the special session about Insure Tennessee plan. Then in 2010, Governor Bredesen had one about education, which is a topic that has been worn smooth by 10,000 tongues. And the most famous person for calling legislative sessions is John Sevier. Our first governor, he served six two-year terms and also served in the legislature after being governor. And he had five sessions in 13 years. But you got to remember, that's when we were found in the state. And they had to meet in order to send our representatives to Washington. And we sent Andrew Jackson to the House and we sent William Blunt and William Cock to the Senate. And remember that our state was the last state that was brought into statehood under the presidency of George Washington. So he signed the document. And and the the idea that um, John Sevier had the had the longest or had the most called sessions puts him in a record that probably won't ever be equaled. The longest session was in eighteen sixty one and we were on the verge of the war. 
They were in session for 67 days. And remember, this was what are we going to do, which side are we going to going to fight on. The shortest session was one day in 1971 to ratify the 26th Amendment. What's the 26th Amendment? That lowered the day, the no. voting age to 18. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was almost oh, there. Almost there. All right. And we know, and Scott's going to talk about this too, lawmakers cannot address previous issues. It is directed to what exactly the governor has spelled out there. And there were three sessions that lasted only one day. And even if they go more than, if they can be paid for only 30 days. So if you go 31 days, the number one of 31 is free. (laughs) And the lawmakers are, are charged with coming to grips with whatever the governor has outlined, and it cannot, now correct me, Scott, this wrong, it cannot go off subject. It's got to be directly to the call. To the call. It can't be, we're going to do something about highways or something. Correct. So, anyway, we can be satisfied that our special session will address specific issues, and both houses will be involved, and we hope that cooler heads and great wisdom will prevail and we will come out of there with something that we can actually live with and that makes our world just a tiny bit safer and we'll pray for our success there that they take guidance from each other and that the Lord look down upon them and give them the ideas that they need to help this state and with that we're going to go to some messages, and we'll be back with Representative Scott Specky. We always get the question. One of our goals at Caledonian is is to impact our clients and friends in a positive manner. Whether it's a friendly voice, a smile, and a wave as you walk past our office, or supporting our community, the Caledonian team is actively involved. Through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance, Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more, we stay connected to Murray County. This is Perry Bowman with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to create the best event of the season, the annual Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off and the new Main Street event, Fall Fest on the Square. This will be held September 30th, 3 to 7 p.m., downtown Columbia. There will be music, food trucks, vendors, and entertainment by the renowned Journey Band, Majestic. For more information, visit the Kiwanis of Columbia Facebook page and click the Events tab or go to www.visitcolumbia.com. celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. And we're back. We miss Jim Ross. We hope he'll come back soon. Um, He's listening to us, so he sends us... Uh, text messages and questions and comments so every now and then we may have a comment from the phone line uh which is kind of different but very cool at the same uh, we, time. we miss you jim we'll be glad we to have do you miss back you. yes yes well so tonight football games are going on you yes. want to touch that briefly and yeah. then scott can talk so, about the special <laughs> we've been waiting for this day since last year yes <laughs> <laughs> and it is here um the high school kicks off right now tonight it is football fridays and so it's going to be absolutely gorgeous weather tonight in august it is in august yes it's going to be very bring nice a, bring a jacket in yes. august it might be a little chilly tonight as we get towards the end of the game <laughs> but our our four high school football teams kick off tonight. We'll save the the, uh, the, the big one for last. Uh, Spring Hill will host Summit tonight in their border battle of Williamson County and Murray County. They'll look for that game up there. Uh, Spring Hill still trying to find themselves uh, as a football team. Uh, Summit, you really don't know what you're going to get after the Wade brothers now have left. They've, they've struggled last year. We'll see where Summit's going to come out. Uh, Mount Pleasant will travel to Wayne County. Wayne County is normally a traditional pretty tough football team, but Mount Pleasant looks like they've got that program headed in the right direction. And, and rolling forward, so look for a possible victory there for sure at Mount Pleasant. Uh, Columbia Academy will host Middle Tennessee Christian. That'll be a very interesting football game. Middle Tennessee uh, Middle Tennessee Christian runs the wing tee, and so they're going to try to play a little bit of power football. CA has been big this year and very powerful, 
Uh, they haven't given up a touchdown in the preseason, and I think they've given up four first downs in three games. Wow. So the defense is playing outstanding. And then the big one tonight, it'll be on the radio, correct? But it'll be on both stations. It'll be simulcast. Columbia Central will host Marshall County. Correct. Right. Marshall County. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You know, Marshall County is, you know, the last three or four years have been two or three rounds in the playoff. Uh, they lost quite a bit from last season. They high on a, a one receiver and a quarterback over that at six foot four, six foot five quarterback at Marshall County. But, uh, you know, Columbia's, Columbia's got something special cooking right out with the new head coach. Mr. Goff, Coach Goff, I, I foresee Columbia pulling the uh, shocker night beating Marsh County at home. Well, you heard it right here on the Caesars Palace Sportsbook. That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did have Ellie. So. Ellie the Greek uh, Ellie is the at Greek. school. Uh, but she did send in her picks to click. So she did <laughs> She did pick Spring Hill. She did pick CA. She did pick Mount Pleasant. Of course, she picked our Columbia Central Lions. Of course. Yes. All, all to win outright. Not even cover, but win outright. Wow. <laughs> so make sure you call up Caesars Palace Sportsbook and tell them Ellie the Greek sent you and you get your, your bills passed quick. Or your bids in there as quick as you can. Uh, but football season now. Tennessee Volunteers are about, what, two weeks away, Coach? Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks mm-hmm. away from the Volunteers kicking off. Uh, Quote-unquote home game at Nissan Stadium against the Virginia Cavaliers. Look for Tennessee to not only cover, but should put them away rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the big Joe Milton experiment this year. Right. I, I, my prediction on that would be downtown Nashville a little after halftime. It's time to get drunk because yeah. they'll lead the stadium. Tennessee will blow yeah. Virginia out this year. But uh, it's going to be very interesting, the Joe Milton experiment. You know, third year in the program, uh, the physical tools that everybody's drooling over, but can he put it together on the football field uh, like our quarterback did last year? Uh, you know, new face is going to be out there, but it should be the same same exciting mm-hmm. Tennessee offense we've seen, a lot of, lot of hurry-up. Um, and then uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores will kick off. Memphis Tigers will, will be kicking off. So, uh, football is in the swing, and you know we, all, we know what happens when college football and high school football stops. Everything else, and MTSU will kick off that weekend as well. You got yes. They travel to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. So we, yes. oh, oh, uh, Coach and I will have a house divided that week. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a nice payday. <laughs> yes, yes, it will be for, for them. Uh, so uh, a lot of football going on, and then real quickly, I know we're up against the block uh, our time. Um, uh, as Miss Hickman talked about, we will be going in a special session Monday night. Uh, house call is at four o'clock. So we'll be on the house floor. Um, be aware of your surroundings up there. Be aware of who around you when you come up to the Capitol. We don't know what to expect. We are expecting the worst uh, for protesters. Um, we will have, you will see the men with the big green hats walking around. Our troopers will be in force making sure everybody behaves themselves. Um, and then we will go to work. We will try to, uh, as uh, Ms. Hickman said, we will try to hopefully uh, open our ears and close our mouths. And we will um, hopefully pray a lot about you know, the wisdom that we get from God to make good decisions for the people of Tennessee. And I can tell you this, I've received hundreds and hundreds of phone calls from people around the country that are praying for us because the country is watching right now. Well, if we ever needed prayer in this country, uh, it is now. So we will we will tackle the things that are put before us. Uh, there are three bills that I'll, I have filed for the special session. I'll, I'll give you a synopsis on all of them really quickly. Uh, currently, uh, MDs, medical doctors, are the only ones, basically, that are allowed to, to sign a certificate of need for somebody that's in a mental crisis to have them evaluated. There are some other exceptions there, but mainly it's the MDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to run a bill that allows physicians' assistants who normally work in the ERs, especially in rural communities, give them the authority to sign a, certi- a certificate of need when the crisis intervention team is not around or an MD. 
Uh-huh. So we're going to give them a little bit more flexibility. And all the certificate of need does is it gets person, it gets someone in who's in a mental crisis an evaluation to see if, if they need help and how to help them out. That's good. Uh, the other bill I'm going to be running is on the expansion of more facilities. Uh, Governor Lee has got a hold of my bill. He's asked me to, to tweak it a little bit. We are going to allow our mental health commissioner, our mental health uh, uh, department, to contract with our private entities out there to help uh, pay for people who are indigent to get mental health care. Right now, the, the hospitals and stuff, they, they, they don't get any reimbursement for those people. And so we're going to create a program and a plan that if somebody comes in that's indigent to Murray Regional, instead of Murray Regional absorbing the loss and taking the hit, the state of Tennessee is going to step in and pay them some type of stipend to help absorb some of their costs. So now they have an incentive to open their doors and help these people who do need mental health the, the most. That's good. That's good. Uh, we're also going to look at, uh, we're going to do a feasibility study and a, and a need study in Knoxville to see if we should be building another mental health facility in Knoxville to help handle the eastern part of the state. And that and that's all in that bill. So look for probably uh, a mental health facility to be built in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then lastly, the SRO bill I filed, uh, what it does is we have an issue in Metro Nashville that the superintendent has said that she will not put <coughs> SRO officers in the elementary schools. The state of Tennessee, uh, in, in the General Assembly, we made it perfectly clear that we want an SRO in every school mm-hmm. to provide additional protection for these children. And so uh, the bill will run that says, in, in the original language, a memorandum of, of understanding has to be signed between the superintendent and the chief law enforcement officer. Without that memorandum of understanding or an MOU, the chief of police cannot put SROs in the school. What is her thinking? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Ask me that question in a second. Okay. okay. I'm, yeah, I'm and curious. I have something and, to say. And so, too, so. and so what we're going to run a bill that says if the chief of police cannot get a memorandum of understanding with the superintendent under the, 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 the oath or the guise of what their job is, public safety, that the chief of police can place SROs in our schools to provide additional protection for our students. Well, these SROs love these children with all their heart, and they do everything they can to help protect them. The one that um, Officer McCluggage at Ellie Grace's school is fantastic. And the other day, um, I saw him walking the walkers across the street line parkway, and it looked like a daddy duckling with all his ducklings going across <laughs> the street. And I, I talked to him after that, and I said, he goes, I love my job. I love these kids. I worry about them in the summertime, and I'm always back to, glad to get back to school to see about them and, and protect them. So if, you, if, you have been to, if you've been to schools or you've talked to your children, especially in the elementary school setting, Yes, they are there to provide safety for these children. They are there to provide some help with discipline. Mm-hmm. But their main goal is relationships with these kids. Yes, yes. that's and, so important. And the thing that we struggle with, especially in our urban cities, is that a lot of these kids are coming from broken homes, mm-hmm. destroyed homes, basically. Yes. And they don't have any stable figure in their life. No. And I, I toured a school up in Nashville, and there was an SRO sitting there just, just talking to some kids. But he was on a knee on their level just talking to them and creating this environment where these kids learn to trust these police officers. Yes, so yes. when you are in trouble, you don't run from police. You run to the police for help. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we are scratching our heads to answer your question, Coach. When, when we heard this as education committee members, I'll tell you what, I was shocked that a superintendent would say that that they did not want to protect the most vulnerable kids in our school system, and our teachers for that matter. Oh, yes. 
And so, um, you know, we, we tried to figure out what we were going to do, and then the special session call happened. And so we're like, well, here's our opportunity because school's back in. Mm-hmm. And so in, in Metro Nashville, you've got middle schools that have SROs. You've got high schools that have SROs. But elementary schools have none. And I'm telling you, I do not want to be sitting up there if something happens in one of our elementary schools. Well, and it's so, just such a, it's just a, a common sense thing. Well, and we are, and the best part about it is, the state of Tennessee is going to foot the bill for the SROs. We believe, as as citizens of Tennessee, that it's important to protect our kids in our schools. That's that is where we are. One right One of now. the best best investments we can make right now. Right, yes. and, and and so we're hoping that this bill is is bipartisan and it goes right through. We're not trying to pick on anybody. We just want to send a message that the st- the people of Tennessee who elect the, the General Assembly has said, the General Assembly has said, it is important to protect our kids in our schools. We want SROs in every school, including private. We want everybody to have an SRO. And so uh, we, there is a budget amendment that uh, I possibly might be running uh, from the governor's office to cover, and this is a little bit of the pushback in some of the rural communities, is we're giving $75,000 a year for SROs. If you get into some rural communities, that probably covers the salary and the car. Mm-hmm. But like in Murray County, it probably doesn't cover the car too. It doesn't cover all the one-time expenditures because you got to have the SROs got to have a vehicle, got to have a gun, got to have you know supplies. Yeah, equipment. And so uh, we're possibly going to run a budget amendment to cover those one-time expenditures also to alleviate any possible objection to to why you, you're not going to apply for this grant money from the state. And but we will restrict those cars. To the SROs, okay, because we don't want the school, we don't want the sheriff's departments to go ahead and pull the money down for the for the cars, get a car, give it to a patrol officer, and then stick the SRO officer with an old car. Okay. We, if we're going to pay for these cars for SROs, we want SROs driving the new cars because they don't get that much mileage, and so this car we buy them might last twenty years. Well, let's so, do that. So that uh, makes a lot of sense. There's been roughly two hundred bills that have been filed to legal. To be drafted for the special session, my oh, gut my. my gut feeling is roughly a hundred of them might meet the call, and then we go from there. So our goal, our goal, we've been told by the House, is to possibly be prepared uh, through Friday or Saturday. The Senate says Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, so, so you're going to move with rapidity. And so yes, there's a term up there called. There's a term up there called flow motion, and what flow motion does, normally for me to um, to put a bill through subcommittee, full committee, calendar and rules, and then the House floor, that's four weeks. Mm-hmm. Under flow motion, I can do that in two days. Okay, well, so, let's do it. So we got to be well. We got to be very careful. You got You got to make sure you ask the questions. You got to make sure you get your answers. You got to really study the bills because normally you have four weeks to look at a bill, where now you'll have two days. Yeah, and so and so in flow motion, and we always talk about this up there. Sometimes bad bills get their way to the house floor because mm-hmm. it's just so quick. <clears throat> and so, and sometimes good bills gets vetoed. That's true. And sometimes <laughs> good bills don't make it. And, and so, the attention to detail needs to be there. Yeah, and so that's one of the jobs that I have as a chairman uh, in education, which we will be opening up education, is to make sure study. I got to study all these bills. I got to know them in and out. And then be able to speak on them and, and help the pre- presenter or tell the presenter no. Mm-hmm. Some of the job as a chairman is you go tell the bill sponsor no. So that's it. That's I it. finished early today. Yay. Wow. Good job. Well, do you have programming next? 
T. Willie? I probably do. Yeah, we get we do our game. You can game say it's slower today, Willie. What's that? You can say it's slower yeah, today. You, you don't have to go down. I'm down used to screaming through here. Uh, it's game of the week uh, is this week is the Marshall County at Columbia Central. Uh, we will have the pregame starting at, I believe, 530 on uh, 101.7. And then uh, at 7 o'clock when the game kicks off, it'll be on both stations, 101 and 103. And uh, we are going to be uh, moving around each week. I think uh, next week we'll be at Spring Hill for the Mount Pleasant at Spring Hill game. And the third week, tentatively right now, is uh, Waverly traveling to Mount Pleasant. So that'll cover all three of our major schools. We will all, we will have them uh, a game in each one, and then we're gonna we'll play it by ear it, from then. We'll see who's home. It'll cover three out of four of our major. Three schools. out of the four major <laughs> schools. The, the the three public schools. How's that? <laughs> there you go. I, I I got you, Scott. I understand. Yeah, Columbia Academy should by all everything that looks are going to be a great team this year, um, and we're we're proud of all of our schools. Any one of them that does good. And we really love that. What a great political answer, Willie. Way to dig yourself out of there that you hole. Go. Well, I'm learning from the master. Good job. Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, hey, we got Delk sitting here. Yeah, and it's Delk's okay. birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Yeah. How, great, uh, how great. young are you today? I am 67 years old. Oh, oh. There we go. As soon as the radio <laughs> show's over with, I'm taking Delk on a field trip this morning. There Where are y'all going? We're going up towards Spring Hill, and we're going to go to Old School Vapor Grand Open up there. We're going to <laughs> oh, <laughs> go, oh, go get him a big cigar. Uh, I'm not sure how to comment on that. But, 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 now, Scott, I will be very interested to be following next week, uh, you know, what, what's going on. At, now, so when when does the actual – action start when when the bills start so here's what, consider your committee that's a great question so here's what happens we get called in every bill has to have three readings to pass two of them have to be on the house floor first so we will uh bill filing deadline is five o'clock today for the special session so i've got i'm going from here to nashville i gotta go up there i'm waiting on one bill to come out of legal um senator hensley has agreed to sponsor he'll be the co-sponsor on the bills i just talked about um we're like Abbott and Costello, or however you want to put it. <laughs> no, y'all work closely. We always work closely Abbott together. Abbott and Costello. Very Costello. Uh, that's probably a bad analogy, wasn't it? Well, I don't Maybe know. Not. I have to think about that one. Bat- Batman and Robin, <laughs> Superman and Batman, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, um, so 4 o'clock, we will gavel into session. Uh, all the bills. Monday? Monday night. 4 okay. o'clock Monday night. Um, all of the bills will be on their first reading. We'll do the parliamentary stuff we have to do to open session. We will notify the Senate we're ready for business. We will notify the governor that we're ready for business, and then we will adjourn. We'll probably come back in on the House floor normally at 9 o'clock in the morning the next day on Tuesday. Same kind of parliamentary procedures, but after Leader Lambert has the second reading, then he will refer all those bills to their appropriate committees, and then probably sometime on Tuesday mid-morning-ish, the committees will open up and we will start to hear the bills. There we go. And then hopefully uh, we've asked the speaker – don't hold all the bills that pass in committees. Hold all the bills in calendar and rules, and then we send them all to the House floor one time. Okay, Thank and you. Olivia Adams with Main Street. I understand she's coming to visit. Be, she's going to be all right. I'm going to be calling Olivia during the week just to see what's happening. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all for a good show. We had a full house. Everything went smoothly. T. Willie has one announcement. Well, one additional thing. Uh, we are carrying the Titans this year. Uh, they will be broadcast on.